0: Hey mamas, welcome to her Home and Heart podcast. Do you want balance in your home life and peace in your heart at the end of each long day? Do you want to let go of feelings of failure because you've yelled at the kids again despite promising yourself and God you'd stop? I'm Katie. I'm a homeschooling mom who also had little kids and wanted to create a thriving home environment. In this podcast, you'll find resources for holistic living, heart connection with your family, and homeschooling so that you won't wake up to regret one day. Even if you have outside-the-box learners or your own health challenges, you'll find support here. Breathe deeply, grab a coffee, and let the kids go play, because it's time for you to find peace and fulfillment that you've been longing for. Let's go. Welcome, everybody. I'm so excited today to introduce you to my friend, Sasha. Sasha Star Robertson is an intentional living and um, biblical mindset coach for busy Christian moms. She has been a wife for 13 years to her best friend. She is a boy mom times two. She has been blessed through adoption and she's a travel addict and a Jesus freak. She's the founder of the Intentional Abundance Company and curator of Life and Goals Planner, which I have seen raving reviews on, by the way, everybody. And she's the host of the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. So Sasha, I'm so excited to have you here today. I'm I'm really looking forward to everything you have to share with my audience
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's truly my honor. I know we've known each other for goodness, like 2 years now I think, just yeah. <laughs> chatting back and forth on Messenger and you know, hour and a half conversation before hitting record here and um <laughs> so I know this is going to be great for listeners too.
0: Yeah. So I am I am always so very blessed by the friends that I've been able to make online and it's amazing the types of brilliance that God shares with moms who then can share with each other. So one of your specialties that I'm really excited to pick your brain about today is about spending time with the Lord and prioritizing that even when you're a busy mom. I've had some younger moms recently reach out and say, how do you do this? How do you do this? And you are the perfect person because this is one of the topics that you are passionate about, that you love teaching to moms and supporting moms through. So I'm really looking forward to hearing from you about that today.
1: Yes. I'm so excited. thank you for that. I'm like blushing over here. I'm like, ah. I talk about it so much. I feel like I have essentially become an expert on it. And then I think the greatest thing about it, right, is when you're living in integrity, I can't show up and talk about something that I'm not doing. Like, so every day that I'm not seeking the Lord, I'm like, Sasha, read your Bible before you go to bed or whatever, if I don't get up and do it in the morning or, or make time throughout the rest of the day. And so it keeps me on tabs too, like speaking about it so much and sharing and, and coaching others through it. But I feel like first I have to share, you know, how this came to be, because I was a believer years before becoming a mom, like I said, became a mom through adoption, or like you said, I guess, became a mom through adoption. And this was after 10 years of struggling with infertility, still struggle with infertility, don't have any biological kids, but, but I've been blessed to adopt these two little boys. And prior to motherhood, I was not very intentional about my time. I am a free bird. I have adult ADHD. I kind of just want to do what I want to do when I want to do it, go with the flow of things. And when I became a mom, the whole world was like, everything in my world was just like, you need to be more intentional. You have to be more intentional to get a shower in, to you know, be intentional with your kids, to f- to focus on the things that really, really matter to you and seeking the Lord was definitely one of those things prior to motherhood. I was not very intentional. Like I would do Bible studies and I would do the homework for that, but it, it wasn't like a, it was more of a checklist. You know, i I'm in the Bible study. I have the homework before we meet, like just do it and check mark that list and get the book done. It wasn't like, I want to seek the Lord because I want to. And mm-hmm. motherhood was really the catalyst for that for me. And so, Uh, I think that's just a really important story to share because it's a huge part of who I am, right?
0: Yes, that is a hugely important story. And what I want all the moms to know is that your boys are still young. So you are still really in the thick of it. Like you don't have kids who are independent. You don't have older kids who are helping you. You have your precious hubby, but you are busy. You are a busy, busy mom on top of running a business. (laughs) And so- The the lessons you've learned through this, you know, and the ways that you manage your days, are very relevant to any busy mom. You are actually doing it, and you are in that season where it isn't easy. So, you know, what what tips or tricks would you give a mom who's just beginning to realize, wow, like this is not as easy as I thought it would be? I used to have amazing time with the Lord before kids, and I expected this would continue, and boy, she's struggling. What would you what would you say?
1: it's the most important thing you can do in your life.
0: Mm. So
1: if you're not prioritizing it, I hate to say that you should or you need to, but maybe give some some background on that is like it's the foundation of all, right? Christ is the cornerstone. And I love um it's it's in Luke, but it's probably elsewhere in scripture too, right? But I also love to reference from Luke chapter 6 where Christ talks about the firm foundation and those who build their house on the rock, that firm foundation that the storm can come and the wind can blow and your house is going to be fine. But those who do not hear and do his words and do Mm -hmm. not seek him and follow him, those are the ones who built their house on shifting sand. And so if your house is on shifting sand, if it feels like you're on shifting sand, if you feel like, again, the, the other story about Peter, when Jesus calls him out to walk on the water, if you're a chosen fan and you haven't listened, like watched already, spoiler alert, like greatest scene ever. But um, Matthew 14 talks about this part of, of Jesus calling Peter out on the water and he's walking on the water with the Lord. But it's when Peter looks away and focuses on the storm and the waves and the wind that he starts to sink. And so I think that's the biggest thing that we can do is adjust our focus. If if you're on shifting sand and your home is crazy and you're feeling like you're, you're sinking, it could be because you've not built your firm foundation on him and you're focusing on the storm instead of focusing on the one who has control over the storm, right? No matter what your circumstances are, you can come to a point of saying it is well with my soul if you have that firm foundation. And so I love sharing that because Everything else that you can see, all those things that are like pressing in your face all the time as a mom, you know, dishes in the sink, laundry to do, toddlers needing snacks, baby needs, you know, another bottle or whatever else picked picked up off a tummy time because they hate it so much. Um, You've got your spouse and your business and your home or your ministry or PTA, all the things. Nothing is going to be successful in all of these pursuits if you don't have your firm foundation established. And, um, I want to say, I say all of this cause I mean, you heard the bio, right? I'm a mom of two. I have right now, as we're recording an almost six month old and a three and a half year old, like I, I want to say arguably some of the busiest stages of, of childhood, maybe not the busiest, but the ones where, where you're needed and constantly interrupted, like every few seconds for something else, mom, watch me, mom, look at this, mom, I need a snack, you know, what, whatever, whatever. On top of that, having a podcast and a business where I'm coaching clients one- on one, group coaching, I've got the planner and leading all these mini workshops and courses and stuff, going to speaking engagements. I've got a home that I manage. We used to manage an Airbnb out of our home on top of it. and and like, you love to share Katie homeschooling. My son's only three and a half, but we do school four days a week, you know, just for twenty minutes, but it's a priority of mine. I know that if I am not faithfully seeking the Lord, My foundation's going to get shaky and all the other stuff is going to fall. And so focus where your focus is and making it a priority is a must really. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I feel like, you know, we hear so many sayings like mom is the heart of the home and happy wife, happy life and all those silly sayings that we hear out there, (laughs) but really, if we, if we think about it, if we are not as believers connected to the Lord, he, he is where we're going to remember who we are. He is the one that's going to have the Holy Spirit whisper to us where we're supposed to be putting our focus, you know, whether it's overall or that day or that moment and fill us up so that we feel fulfilled, so that we feel loved even in the middle of trial. And I am as, as my listeners know, very, very familiar with trial due to, you know, all the different medical needs that we have here and how that can cause grief and exhaustion and in a lot of different aspects. And without that hope, without that firm foundation, you know, families crumble, people as individuals crumble. If mom cannot be whole inside of herself, that's going to cause a change and a shift, kind of like a small little rudder on a ship. It's going to change the direction of the whole family, whether she realizes it or not. And so it is so important that we're getting that, you know, being filled as a mom.
1: Yes. Yes. And amen. I think from what I've seen, I've come to believe that the number one way that we can influence and impact our kids to later develop a relationship with the Lord, which really it's like, it's what we all want, right? There's the verse in first John, I think I have no greater joy than this, but to see my children are walking with the Lord. And I think ultimately, if we sit down and we get quiet enough, we're going to realize like, that's, that's all of our desires, (laughs) right? Um, And so for us to be able to cultivate that in them, they have to see us have that. And so that's, that's seeing us stop and pray. Like if somebody's asking for a prayer, just stop and pray for them right then and there. That's them seeing us open our Bible. That's them seeing us uh, apologize and ask for forgiveness and repent, you know? And that's us seeing them instruct and correct and um, discipline them with the word of God, but also seeing us being willing to be disciplined and corrected you know, with the word of God or, or convicted by God's truth. And so um, yeah, I'm like, there's no greater way. <laughs> I actually, our our second son, the the one who's almost six months old, his birth mom and grandmother told us that they chose us to be the adoptive parents because our love for Jesus. And I was like, What? Like for one, I go to the website and I'm like, how did they see this? They already took down our listing because we were a matched family, you know. And I'm like, I know the fruit of the spirit is like our family verse and our family motto. It's like vinyl on the wall of our home, you know, right there in the living room. We all have T-shirts. It was like a fundraiser that we did for our adoption was a fruit of the spirit T-shirt, and. It's just such a great thing to be reminded of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Like, even if you're not a believer, you want your kids and yourself to exude those qualities. And so I know that that was, like, on the website as something that we, you know, that's our family verse and our family motto. And, you know, it said that we were Christians under like the religion or, you know, beliefs area. But I was like, how does she know that we love Jesus, though? Like, what did she see? And then I, and then I was just convicted, like, Sasha, that's not the point. The mm-hmm. point is that you do love Jesus, right? And now it's just like this great challenge of mine. Obviously, I can't force my kids, you know, to to grow up and know and love the Lord. But it's a huge focus of mine. What behaviors am I having? What actions am I taking? Like, how am I showing up in the world and engaging with other people? And, you know, how am I speaking in my home and speaking to my children and my spouse and so many other things? Like, constantly, constantly being that living version of the gospel, right? Living a life that is worthy of claiming the gospel and preaching the gospel and sharing the gospel. I've seen a quote and heard have heard people say, if, you know, for people to identify you as a Christian, do you have to tell them that you're a Christian? Do you have to tell them that you love Jesus and that you follow Jesus? Or do they just see it, like, because of the fruits in your existence and how you engage and interact with them? And that's always been, you know, a really big thing on my heart, too. So
0: oh, I love uh, that. And something that I also want to encourage all the mommies who are listening Is that this doesn't mean, oh, you have to be the perfect mom. It's Mm. totally the opposite. I mean, the things that we read in the Bible are we're supposed to have humility. We're Mm. supposed to ask for forgiveness. We're supposed to be able to have reconciliation. So, as humans and as mothers, part of our teaching and directing our children is just owning up to our mistakes, like (laughs) accepting that we're going to make them, we're going to blow it. I would I, ugh, I could never count how many times I've blown it, but the number of times that that has presented me an opportunity to seek my family's forgiveness and for me to repent and recognize with humility that I need Jesus and his forgiveness and the forgiveness of my family. And it's, it's beautiful because in that we're also modeling to our children that we don't have to be, that they don't have to be perfect because you know, I've seen so many times parents, um, gosh, I remember way back having a conversation with one, she told me how there had been this huge meltdown with her and her toddler, and she was the one melting down. And I said, Oh, what a good opportunity for you to go and apologize and reconcile and teach him, you know, that everyone makes mistakes. And she looked at me like I had four heads, not just three. And she's like, I would never look weak in front of my child. And I was like, "Well." there's nothing much I can say to that, right? Like, whew, this is really going to be a hard life for this kid. He's going to need therapy was all I could think because we as parents, like we can demonstrate so much about the fruits of the spirit when we recognize that we sinned, that we messed up. And so it really is such a, a beautiful opportunity to teach doing the right thing, fixing it when we do the wrong thing. And I know for me, um, You mentioned how just having just opening our Bible can be such a good example. Yes, (laughs) some of my very prominent memories in my childhood are of my mom. And I would walk in wherever she was, whether it was the family room or knock on her door in her bedroom, whatever, and I'd walk in there, she was praying with her Bible open, either on her bed or on her lap. And that impacted me tremendously. She didn't have to say a thing to me. She wasn't even interacting with me. She was interacting on her own with the Lord. And you know, something else that really impacted me was when she or my dad would mess up, they would frequently apologize. And mm-hmm. interestingly, it raised my respect level for them and it made me more open to hearing what they wanted to teach me. And so yeah, I I love that, Sasha. It's so important.
1: Yes, I completely agree. And I love I love what you had said, too, when you were sharing about this experience, like the example from your mom, but also this conversation that you had with this other woman. And Mm. my husband and I, we had a parenting coach and we walked through the connected families framework with them. So if you're not familiar with that, uh, it it was an amazing resource and tool for us. But we learned about the do over. And like, even if you I don't want to say if you do when you do, (laughs) because it's almost a guarantee. Right. When you do blow it and you you know, don't don't react or respond accordingly to your kids or you do something wrong. You can go to them and say, you know, apologize. Right. Repent for your sinful actions. If it was, you know, and say, I want to do this over, you know, let's just pretend like that just happened. And this is how I'm I'm going to choose to respond. And it's an amazing thing because I've heard testimonies then about children doing it to their siblings because they've seen mom and dad exercise this do over so many times. And I think a huge part of parenting, a a, a huge part of being a kid and growing up is it's all caught, not taught. Right. And so that's what I'm saying with like this pressure to like raise your kids to know and love the Lord so much of it is not about teaching them, but just about them seeing you do. It. I cannot tell you the number of times my kid has come home from nursery or play group or the playground or whatever. And I'm like, where did you even learn that? Or like how he knows how to control the TV or the iPad or make a peanut butter and jelly. I've never taught him how to make peanut butter and jelly or taught him. Yeah, they just do it. but he knows because he's watched it happen and he just picked it up. He caught it. And so much of life is about that. And so I love Mm -hmm. that you even said that about your mom, you know, she didn't teach you, Oh, like this is how you go into your room and you open your Bible and you pray, but you saw it and you're like, wow, that's a quick, great quality to have. I wonder if this is how my mom made it through those, those struggles and those hard times. And so, Yeah. yeah, lots of encouragement there. Um, I love what you said about humility too. And really it it is, it's recognizing that we are sinners and while we were still sinners, Christ died for us and, and living that out. Um, But also I want to bring the flip side. Like I'm, I'm definitely an encourager. Like um, exhortation is a huge, like spiritual gift of mine, but I also love to challenge people. And when, when it comes to being busy and, and where do you find the time to make, you know, got a priority and seek him and, and get quiet with him. I think about time management and it's not like we can't manage the time itself. We manage what we're choosing to do with the time. Cause we all have the same 24 hours in a day, right? You've probably heard that saying like you have the same 24 hours in a day as Beyonce or whatever else she's got assistants and, you know, trainers and chefs and all this other stuff that we don't have. (laughs) But the bottom line is, you're in control of your choices and what you're choosing to do with your time. And so I always like to ask this really powerful and sometimes convicting question, are you saying you have no time? Or are you saying you won't make the time? And you can explore that and answer that on your own. But one of the Number one things that I recommend that people often want to shoot the messenger over is rising before your family. And I love the Proverbs 31 woman has this as an example, right? She rises while it is still night. She's a woman that does and accomplishes all these things. And her husband calls her blessed. And, you know, so do her children and and whatever else. And the reason being is she's a woman who fears the Lord. I have a whole other training I could talk about, like the fear of the Lord and what does that mean and so much more. But she rises while it is still night to do the things that are really important to her. And it doesn't have to be five hours, but you know, you don't have to sacrifice a massive amount of sleep, but even just getting up 10 minutes before your kids, 30 minutes, 60 minutes. I, I sometimes recommend 90 minutes max, but here I am often getting up, you know, three and a half, four hours before my kids, because that's what works with our schedule and my husband's schedule. And I don't just want to seek the Lord in the morning. I want time for myself. I want time to work on my business and, Again, all the things that really matter to me, so that when my kids wake up, I can greet them with a smile. I can say, I'm so happy you're awake. How did you sleep? Like, let's get some breakfast, let's play, let's do some schooling, you know, and give them their intentional time to build them up. And so, while it's important for your kids to see you in God's word and praying unceasingly and so much more, I think there's so much value to even if it's 10 minutes in the morning, getting up before your kids and just seeking the Lord first, giving him the first fruits of your day and allowing him to give you what you need for the day. Cause he already knows everything you're going to experience in the day to come. Mm -hmm. And he's going to give you a verse or a passage or a story or whatever, or just speak to your heart and give you what you need to handle that. I remember a time, this was like, I think, A couple of years ago, probably shortly after we met Katie, I was reading this scripture verse and in the morning and I was like, oh, yeah, that's so good. Everybody needs to hear it. So I immediately went and I created this piece of content, posted it on social media, you know, such a good verse. And then at the end of the day, I was like, whoa, I totally missed it. Like I could see five different experiences in my day that I, you know, kind of blew it. Because I wasn't thinking about that verse for me. I was just thinking about it like people need to hear this, you know, (laughs) like, and so, so again, like just remaining in that presence and that closeness with the Holy Spirit and allow that relationship and that communication to exist between you and God, because that's what Christ came and died and rose again for.
0: Yes. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. I love it. Hey, mamas. Have you been feeling a sense of overwhelm with your homeschool and life, knowing you need to get clarity so you can find your joy again, but you just can't slow down long enough to do it? Maybe you worry you wouldn't know what to change if you did. Do you wish there was a way to find peace in your homeschool and home life where you don't feel overwhelmed or worried that you're failing your kids in their education and where you aren't worried anymore about waking up one day filled with regret? Imagine if you had the tools to actually live the kind of homeschooling life you have dreamed of, filled with close relationships, peace in your heart, and no more worries that you'll have regret in the future. That's why I created my Successful Homeschool Strategy Sessions, where we work together to customize your homeschool to create a peaceful, happy, joyous home and environment for school. You will walk away with an understanding of what makes a homeschool succeed and a basic roadmap for the first steps to overcome your largest homeschooling challenge. So if you're ready for more peace and more joy in your homeschool, I've got you covered. I'd love to support you and mentor you into a place of peace and joy and into a homeschool life that you love. As a celebration of our podcast relaunch, I am offering one-on-one coaching spots at a discount where we will make a step-by-step plan just for you to get you on the right path to success at home. Because school has just begun and the holidays are not far from now, I will be offering 33% off for the month of November and December so you can invite peace and joy into your home before the holidays hit. And with the discount, you'll have a little extra cash left over to go get something special just for you, mama. There aren't many spots each week since I still homeschool and run my family like you do. So I invite you to grab a spot if you'd like to kickstart your family on the path to peace before the discount spots are gone. All you have to do is click the link in the description. I'm looking forward to having a coffee together with you and getting you on the path to peace and homeschooling joy. Isn't it neat how we're given the opportunity as moms to, to get nourished, to get supported, to mm. get that all encompassing encouragement direction. We know like, just the, with the fruits of the spirit, we already know how are we to aim to be today. Mm. And we know oh, when we blow it, how are we to do that? You know, and I believe me by the time your kids hit 12, you will have blown it because 12 is a hard year. (laughs) At least it has been here. 12 years old is something else. But kiddos, and I say, I'll tell you, like, when each one of my kids, it was between 12 and 14. Those were years where I was still growing up to. There was almost like my kids, in a way, were parenting me, but not through good behavior. It was like, (laughs) the Lord used that as a refining fire. And, you know, and it's so nice, because it's it's having a safe place to go when we do add in our time with the Lord. So, okay. So let's talk about for the mom who's like, yeah, but my kids are a little like yours, Sasha and I can't get up three to four hours ahead. Like I am a night person, hardcore. I am a disaster in the morning or my baby's still waking me up all night. Let's talk about some very tangible tips and tricks. Like what can she do to connect with the Lord? Even if it's, short
1: bursts or not traditional? Like, what would you tell that mom? Find what works for you is like Mm -hmm. one of the number one things. So if you are, if you're not a morning person, but you're more of a night person, then make it a habit, make it a routine, make it part of your bedtime routine to seek God. But maybe do it in a way where you can leave yourself a reminder to go Leave yourself a note in the morning of the most powerful verse, you know, that you read so that when you wake up in the morning, you can read that verse. You can automate it. So have the YouVersion app will deliver notifications of the verse of the day to your phone. Find an accountability buddy who you can send like a verse of the day to. There's like the YouVersion app allows you to do like devotions with your friends, which I love. It's basically like Facebook, but for the Bible, and all your Christian friends. But what I'll say is I'll find myself where I have to change it up a lot. There are times I'll pull my paper Bible out and I'll do some cross-referencing. I'll have my concordance or blue letter Bible or study light out, uh, you know, up on the computer and I'll do some like in-depth word study. There's times where I'll do Bible journaling and I'll have all of my pens and and highlighters and I'll be, you know, doing designs in my Bible. There are times that I'm doing devotions with friends in the YouVersion app. But then I'll find myself getting, I don't want to say bored, but like maybe complacent and not as hungry in those ways. And so there are so many ways that you can seek the Lord. Podcasts, right? Uh, I'm the host of the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. We changed that name because I just talk about Jesus so much. It wasn't like my intent going forward. But there's so much about faithful foundations that we talk about and address in there. There are tons more tips and everything over there, too. But you can find an accountability buddy and, you know, let's say you're both going to get up at 530 in the morning because your kids always wake up at six and you'll call each other every morning or text each other every morning when you're awake. Those are some really great tips. But I do, again, I feel like I have to say the flip side because the school that I went to, <laughs> we, Katie and I talked about this before recording, um, the university, the mascot was the night owl like I am a night owl, I am a marathon sleeper, I have a plaque in my room that friends gave to me because I can sleep <laughs> for like 13, 17 hours. My mom used to say as a kid, I could sleep through a freight train. And I always wondered when I was struggling through infertility, God, why did you make me want kids so bad? Because I love sleep. And I know moms don't get to sleep. And this was prior to motherhood. And I was like, maybe I should stop praying for this. And just pray like, Lord, take this desire from me. And then, you know, becoming a mother, A couple of months in is when I started waking up consistently with my husband at 4.30 a.m. And at the beginning, yeah, it's one of the hardest things you're ever going to do. But I knew I had to be really intentional with my time. And so I'm like, if I can do it, you can do it. Trust me. Like, hear me when I say, like. No part of me, my husband's a morning person. It used to drive me nuts. Like he'd jump out of bed, throw the covers off. He's in the shower. He's like chatty, chatty, chatty. He'd make me a cup of coffee because he was afraid of me in the morning. For years, I thought it was like love and like just like so endearing, you know? No, he told me it's because I'm scared of you in the morning because I was so miserable. But if I can do it, you can do it. I think the number one thing, and this is another tip that I'll share on top of that. The number one thing you can do to be able to rise early is develop good sleep habits. So this involves having a nighttime routine, just like Mm. you would for your kids, right? They thrive off of routine. If you start like an hour before bedtime and you do like soft, slow activities, quality time, connection, read books. You know, they have, my son has a bedtime checklist in his room. It's go to the toilet, wash your hands, brush your teeth, read your books, pray, sing songs, go to sleep. And so having this for our kids makes them thrive. But we often forget as parents, as adults, we thrive off of routine, too, because it becomes habit. It becomes neurological pathways that are so easy to do. And so having a good nighttime routine, healthy sleep habits, get your phone and your TVs out of your room. Like, I cannot say that enough. Our bedrooms in our home are sleep sanctuaries. There's like a fan going, it's nice temperature, there's no electronics allowed. And when people like the babysitter came, like, I went to get him out of bed and I almost fell asleep in there. It's just such a nice environment. So healthy sleep habits and a good nighttime routine is the way that you can um, set yourself up for success with being able to get up early. And then the last tip I'll say about the sleep thing I just heard, I think it was like Mel Robbins shared these statistics I seen on like a real uh, the other day. And she said, stop hitting the snooze when we sleep. And this is something I learned somewhere else, too. We go through 90 minute sleep cycles. And so when you fall asleep, your body automatically wants 90 minutes before it's like at a point where it can wake with you know, energy and mental focus and clarity. So when you bot your body wakes up and you hit the snooze and you go back to sleep for nine minutes, your body's in the midst of a sleep cycle. So every time you hit the snooze button, you're just making yourself more tired than you are when your alarm goes off in the first place. And so I was like, I heard that and it blew my mind. And then I proceeded the next day to hit my snooze button like six times and not get up. So again, it's not a perfect science. You're not going to reach perfection. There are going to be days that you're kids wake you up 7 times in the middle of the night it's going to happen but if more days than not you are being able to get up and seek the lord first thing you know you have it done but then it it builds that motivation and consistency to even seek him more throughout the day versus not getting up waking up to kids you know jumping on your bed or screaming and then starting your day on the back foot reactive And then then you're just kind of praying like, Lord, help me all day, like, which is not a bad prayer, but but let's get out of survive mode and into thrive mode.
0: Yeah, I love those tips. Those are so helpful. I can already see busy moms like thinking about how they'll adjust. I know for me also a couple of little tricks I'll just add that helped me was I would keep a devotional always in the bathroom. Cause sometimes that was the only quiet 30 seconds of the day I'd have once the kids were awake. And so if I had like wanted a midday refresh and I was able to escape for 30 seconds, well, at least that was there, you know? And then, um, the other thing is, in the app that you mentioned, which I love, love, love. They actually will have it where you can, um, it'll, it'll talk to you. So sometimes in the morning, I'll be listening to a chapter in the Bible while I'm brushing my teeth, you know, or brushing my hair, and then can go and sit and do like prayer journaling or whatever. And so it's a nice way to sort of multitask, but brushing teeth, brushing hair, doesn't something you have to think about. So you can, for me, at least I can think about the scripture that I'm listening to. So I don't know, just some nice little on the go tips there for the mom who really maybe has like a brand new newborn.
1: (laughs) Yes. I love that. Super helpful. I actually, now that you mentioned it, that's how I did the Bible in a year plan in the app was a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times I would listen to the, like it reading me the chapters on my commute. (laughs)
0: So Yeah. It's really fabulous. I love it. I love it. So, uh, well, if you had like mom that's driving home, she's listened to this, she's all fired up. She's so excited. She's like, yes, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this. I've been wanting to get time with God in my day. And as a priority, what would be like your number one tip that she would need so that she can make some progress like tomorrow?
1: I would challenge you to answer the question. Are you saying you have no time, you can't find the time, or you won't make the time, right? Answer that question for yourself and start small. Don't, I see a lot of people who are like, I'm going to get up an hour before my kids and I'm going to spend an hour with the Lord every day. And I'm like, okay, but you're not seeking him at all right now. Then that's just going to become this big monumental task in your brain that." you're just automatically going to start counting yourself out for. And so that would be a huge tip for me. Start small, start with 10 minutes a day. And even to give you my, my healthy habit is having my morning routine, seeking Jesus, Jesus time, 10 minutes a day, four days a week. That's my, that's my goal. Right. And I I hit it most times. And sometimes I'm there an hour later. And sometimes I'm seeking him 50 times a day. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> but 10 minutes in the morning, it it allows me to create that momentum mm-hmm. for continued success versus an hour a day, every single day. It just creates this defeating mentality in me. So that would be my number one thing. Answer the question, start small. And when you start, start in a way that can answer the question, who is God to you? Because I think... Uh, This is another reason why we have a tendency not to seek him is our minds and just our experiences or whatever else can make God to be something other than the God of the Bible and who he says he is and and making that very real and tangible in our lives. And so when you do start seeking, when you do start getting up or, you know, going to his word, you know, the book of John is a, is a great way to learn about God's love for you. And the Psalms are so amazing with just bringing that real emotion of life into, you know, connect connection with God. And so um, I think it's really important for our hearts and our minds to be on board, knowing the God that we're seeking and prioritizing in our lives. Yeah, Uh, Thank you for sharing all of this.
0: I so appreciate it. So for the mom who's like, oh, my goodness, I want to hear more from Sasha. Will you tell them again what what your podcast is, where they can find you?
1: Yeah, it's Intentional Mom Life with Jesus. And you can find that on all the podcast platforms and momlifewithjesus.com. So just drop the intentional momlifewithjesus.com. Super simple and catchy. We also have a Facebook group, Intentional Mom Life with Jesus on Facebook. It's the Productively Peaceful Moms Club. And so I, I love to talk a lot about productivity and scheduling, time management, some of the stuff we talked about today, right? Um, but coming from a place of faithful foundations, and then you're pursuing your most purposeful priorities in life, the ones that God has directed. And so, yeah, talk about Jesus a lot. Awesome.
0: All right, everybody, head over there and make sure you connect with Sasha. And Sasha, thank you for coming here today. I'm so Thank grateful. you so much. Yeah. All right. We'll talk again soon. I'm delighted to share with you for just a quick minute, something that has been a total game changer for me and my family. You know that feeling when you wake up in the morning and it's like, you just can't quite get going. I know I remember stepping out of my bed and the bottoms of my feet would just hurt. And it was like my brain was stuck out of gear. Or, how about when you're struggling to focus on your work <laughs> or your kids can't focus on their school assignments? Maybe you're just dealing with that nagging inflammation that makes your joints hurt and it just won't go away and it's kind of trying to tell you your age. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I was right there with you until I discovered these specific products made by LifeVantage. Since I incorporated these science backed, award winning products into my daily routine, I have had more energy, I've had better focus, and I have had way less inflammation. And my children have had incredible results for themselves as their cells have been activated and able to heal as well. I was initially very skeptical, you guys know that about me, but the extensive peer-reviewed independent research on these products completely convinced me to give them a try. And I am so glad that I did. I'm really so thrilled to share this with you because I truly believe that these products will make a positive impact on your life too. If you're curious and you'd like to know more, just check out the link that I have in the podcast description. And trust me, you aren't going to regret it. Thanks for listening and spending time with us today. If you know anyone who could benefit from my mom's podcast, please share it and leave a review so others can find us
1: too. See you next time.